Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. It was one o'clock in the morning. Harry's stomach gave a funny jolt. He had been 13 years old without realizing it for a whole hour. Yet another unusual thing about Harry was how little he looked forward to his birthdays. He had never received a birthday card in his life. The Dursleys had completely ignored his last two birthdays, and he had no reason to suppose they would remember this one. Harry walked across the dark room past Hedwig's large, empty cage to the open window. He leaned on the sill, the cool night air pleasant on his face after a long time under the blankets. Hedwig had been absent for two nights now. Harry wasn't worried about her. She'd been gone this long before, but he hoped she'd be back soon. She was the only living creature in his house who didn't flinch at the sight of him. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. And this is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Remember Remember Harry Potter. Potter. Welcome to your third year, bitches. Yeah, prisoner of what? Azkaban. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a whole new <laughs> podcast over here, yeah. I guess. We're getting more with the times. We're 13 now, yeah. so shit. I'm going to just swear all the time. Watch out for my acne. What? Oh my gosh. Lizzie had like four <laughs> blemishes on her face and I was like a little worried. I was like, are any of the kids at your at your acting class like have a spots on their skin? And she goes, only the teens. And I was like, well, that's not what I meant. But <laughs> okay. Only the teens indeed. <laughs> anyway, we are starting a whole new book today. Also, happy birthday, Harry. Happy birthday, Harry. If you're new to this podcast, or maybe you forgot, <laughs> uh, we are doing the entire Harry Potter series, chapter by chapter, in real time with the events of the book. So today is the first chapter of Prisoner of Azkaban, which takes place on Harry's 13th birthday. Thus, today the release is July 31st, so... Uh, with that being said, as you listen to this book, there will be many chapters that happen when there's not a chapter in the book to be read about in which we talk about characters and other fun things on the in-between weeks. It's awesome. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Everybody listen. This podcast rocks. I love it. 
And with that being said, let's get into it. Let's see, at the ending of last school year, Harry almost died. He definitely got stabbed. It was awful. His friend was <laughs> unconscious for a long time. He had to go save her life by himself because, listen, that's just the way we do it at Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. And his, like, friend's little sister also almost died. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's not good. None of it's good. No. Um, I screamed so much. I'm going to try to turn over a new leaf in this um, book and not yell so much about how unjust it is that a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old now has to do all the scary stuff. But um, as my friend Jen said to me, it's okay that I feel this way uh, because it just shows that there's like uncured, untreated trauma from my own child where I felt like nobody was taking care of me from my own childhood. Right? Right. So that's why I'm so mad about it. Yeah. That's why I'm so angry. So it's okay for me to feel these feelings. Yeah. Harry shouldn't have to do it by himself. Just like and we didn't we need to. done it by ourselves right? either. We shouldn't have had to. So. But that's why we love Harry Potter so much. <laughs> it truly we're like, is. Yes, I am 13 and I too need to <laughs> run away. <laughs> right? I mean, yes, uh, actually. So Prisoner of Azkaban Chapter 1, Owl Post. Page 1. It is summer between Harry's second and third year at school, and it sucks. All he wants to do is go back to school and do his homework. (laughs) Can relate. (laughs) Not me, but I understand. (laughs) So he lives with his awful muggle family, the Dursleys. Um, And these guys are like, you're a wizard. That's super gross. You're not allowed to do any of that wizard stuff while you're here. Uh, So he has to do his homework in secret under cover of darkness. Cool. So that's what he's doing. He's like, he's like, it's nighttime. He's laying under the blankets, writing an essay. Mm -hmm. Uh, This particular homework seems to be an essay on magical history, specifically muggles during medieval times and how they stupidly tried to burn witches and wizards. But duh, the real ones know magic. So they didn't actually burn. And I thought about this and I was like, that's always been really funny to me where it's like, haha, they just like cast a tickling spell on themselves to protect themselves from the magic and they're not actually getting burned. But what about all the poor muggles who were wrongly accused? So many humans got burned. Oh no. This is our first mention (laughs) of an author named Bethelda Bagshot. Mm -hmm. She wrote a book called History of Magic. The book called a history of magic, as Hermione was. Haven't you ever read? Us. Haven't you two ever read the history of magic? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> as he's reading his little book, this passage about this book, this witch in particular, Wendell in the Weird, it says that uh, they enjoyed being burned so much that she allowed herself to be caught no less than forty-seven times in various disguises. And I'm just like, girl, you don't need the muggle police to catch you to get you some burning role play action. Find a cute wizard guy. Hook it up. Find a cute muggle. Who cares? Yeah. Find somebody. Bring him in. Tell him you like some fire play. I guess the only good thing is she is saving other (laughs) non-witches by taking their place, I guess. So. Yeah. 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 There's room for both. I think. And okay, so this passage from the text doesn't do a lot in the let's 
bridge the gap between muggles and and wizards type of vibe that I would like (laughs) to get to. It really is like digging hard into the whole muggles are stupid and wizards are awesome idea. But that's not really important right this second. (laughs) Yeah, they're like... (laughs) Muggles were particularly afraid of magic in medieval times, but not very good at recognizing it. <laughs> They're like, I mean, muggles are cute, but dumb. Very They're dumb. just like dogs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, while Harry is trying to write quietly so he doesn't get imprisoned in the cupboard under the stairs again, his old bedroom, for the rest <laughs> of the summer, which can I just sidebar here? Can we get him a ballpoint pen? Because here he is trying to make sure that he doesn't spill ink on his blankets while he's scratching with a quill, a feather quill on parchment. A simple mechanical pencil would do the trick, I'm sure. something other than a bottle of ink and a quill. The quill and ink (laughs) isn't even the most easy way to write at Hogwarts, no. let alone on summer break. They have magic pens. They're so dumb. <laughs> Somebody's not allowed to use magic during the summer, whatever. So while he's doing this, we get a little recap of who the Dursleys are and how much they hate Harry and how awful they are. And even though it's not an excuse for their behavior, they have been living with a Horcrux in their house for almost 13 years now. That's my own little commentary like point zero 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 three five percent of Voldemort lives with them yeah it's so little I mean Harry doesn't affect Ron and Hermione negatively and they're right? with him constantly like Harry still is nice like his roomies are fine <laughs> with him I do want to point out though while okay. Harry's like uh not being able to do my homework really sucks <laughs> He goes, the separation from his spell books had been a real problem for Harry because his teachers at Hogwarts had given him a lot oh of gosh. holiday work. Yes. The Dursleys went ahead and locked all of Harry's books away and his trunk, all of his school stuff. Everything. Harry was able to sneak some of it back into the bedroom because, and now this isn't a question mark serious thing because I'm like, Hogwarts suddenly cares about education. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't get any work done last year. So all the teachers are like, in order to be ready for your third year, you guys need to do lots of summer. They just gave him work. They gave everybody a shit ton of holiday work. Like, I hate it so much. But here's the thing. While Harry's telling us about this, he's like, one of my homeworks is this essay about a shrinking potion for my least favorite teacher, Severus Snape, who would give me a month of detention for a not writing this essay. For not writing holiday essays? First of all, Dumbledore, not all of us have access to our spell books during the summer holidays. No, not if we live with evil, horrible muggles who hate us. This is just like another instance of like Harry being like, there is no exception to any rule. Right. Grown-ups and- are right. Mm-hmm. I have to secretly do this. Instead of just being like, Hedwig, can you take this letter to McGonagall and tell her hey all of my stuff is locked up I'm not going to be able to do this before I get back like what do you want me to do no instead he just has to like every single night hide under his blankets and write essays and hopefully not spill any ink on his sheets so that he doesn't get detention for not doing it 
uh, excuse me. I hate. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to keep screaming. I'm but so, I am the instigator of the yelling. Instigate the yelling, though. <laughs> it makes sense because he could if he had been given to McGonagall, <laughs> who I would argue is his family. He would have been able to do his homework whenever he wanted. Yeah. And not had to, I, I just, there's so many problems. But anyway, he doesn't even have a ballpoint pen and I'm worried <laughs> about it. Oh, also he's in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because his best friend forever, Ron Weasley, called him one week after school started on the phone. And Ron never used a phone before. So he just yelled at Uncle Vernon as though the phone only worked by yelling through the wires. I just really <laughs> wish that we could see this scene play out from Ron's end of the phone. Because, <laughs> you know, like Arthur brought back like a phone from work yes! that he had in, or he had one in the garage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he like had to learn how to hook it up. Or maybe they to- went to like a payphone. <laughs> like, I don't know where they're at, I but want- Arthur Weasley is present. I want Arthur to install a landline. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, all right, son, we put in the numbers like this. And it should dial through and just make sure you talk really loud because Harry lives far. Like, I don't think this is Ron. I think this is 100% Arthur's <laughs> he advice. He lives far away. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to be able to hear you all the way over there. And he's watching. Yes. Like hands clasped. Meanwhile, Fred and George are like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so like, cool. I could have told him how to use a phone, but I will not. You I know they're calling to. muggle Absolutely girls. they're calling the they're muggle girls. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> he just screamed at Uncle Vernon. And of course, Uncle Vernon screamed back so much so that, uh, and I quote, the fight that had followed had been one of the worst ever. <sighs> this is how bad the Dursleys are. Their kid, their, their kid that they're in charge of, who they treat terribly anyway, accidentally has a dumb friend, but he gets in trouble for it. <laughs> I hate it. It's so sad. Ron must have told the other BFF, Hermione, not to call <laughs> because even though Hermione grew up a muggle and knows how to use a phone, Ron's like, don't call those people. I guess. I don't know. And Hermione was like, well, I guess I won't because they're scary. So anyway... He hadn't heard from anyone all summer, but at least he's allowed to let his owl headwig out at night. So Harry just spends the whole summer being super tired. <laughs> Only because Hedwig screeches <laughs> when she's left in her cage. It's like, good for you, girl. He's like, I get to let the owl out because otherwise she just yells and yells and yells. And Uncle Vernon is like, let the owl out. Yeah, it was worth his sleep <laughs> to give Harry an inch. So Harry, uh, he puts away his contraband. He looks at the clock and realizes is, is that it has been his 13th birthday for a whole hour. Uh, now, admittedly, Harry hasn't really ever had a good birthday. So he goes to the window to think about his life <laughs> and his scar <laughs> and his parents' brutal murder in front oh of his God. own eyes. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> and how honestly he's lucky to even be alive at all. <laughs> and as he's looking, thinking that maybe Hedwig, his one and only friend, would be home soon. <laughs> the only one in the house who doesn't flinch when they see him, quote unquote, he sees this 
what to me sounds terrifying because they don't tell us what it is at first. They just describe what is described as a large lopsided flying thing (laughs) coming (laughs) toward him. Um, It's like coming toward him and he's just staring at it because uh, if you know anything about Harry Potter, he's just used to anything weird happening. So he's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll just wait and see what this is. But luckily it is Hedwig and another large owl, tawny owl from Hogwarts. And in between them is Ron's owl, Errol, who cannot fly, is obviously almost dead, but delivered his package to Harry anyway with the help of Hedwig and the Hogwarts owl. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) the Weasleys obviously need to communicate. They need an owl. That is obvious. There's so many of them. It Uh would be ridiculous of them not to have an owl. Uh However, when your trusted (laughs) message delivering owl can barely complete its tasks, how far do you let it go before it's just straight (laughs) up animal abuse? Oh my gosh. They are. They're just going to let that owl die on the job. Like. They are. Oh my God. (laughs) Please give Errol retirement. One day, ASAP. Errol will not show up. Because I just have to read this to you guys okay. because it's <laughs> worse do. than you remember. They landed with a soft flump on Harry's bed, and the middle owl, which was large and gray, keeled right over and lay motionless. There was a large package tied to its legs. Harry recognized the unconscious owl at once. His name was Errol, and he belonged to the Weasley family. Harry dashed to the bed, untied the cords around Errol's legs, took off the parcel, and then carried Errol to Hedwig's cage. Errol opened one bleary eye, gave a feeble hoot of thanks, and began to gulp some water. Oh uh, my god. I'm crayable. Please. <laughs> cannot. Please. And then the next thing we learn, the Weasleys just came into some big ass <laughs> sums of money, but they couldn't simply buy one new owl. I didn't even think of that horrible part. Like, you guys. And, and owl. they're in Egypt right now. They sent the <laughs> fucking owl from egypt to london i can I prove that an owl is not that expensive hagrid bought harry an owl for his 11th birthday if hagrid who works as the gamekeeper at hogwarts and actually has to live there can afford an owl the uh, the weasleys with their huge winnings could buy an owl or and two. still and still go on their trip also we in the next sentence after that, Hermione's like, I got this sent to you by mail order owl post. There Easy. is a mail system you of delivery owls. <laughs> you don't even have to have an owl. No, you can go to the owl <laughs> office and send an owl letter with an owl fee. <laughs> I just, oh justice my God. for Errol. I love the Weasleys, but they are doing some bad things to their owl. Justice for Errol, indeed. I'm pushing that title through. <laughs> so Hedward has, Hedwig has a package for Harry. Uh, Errol did have a package for Harry, but Harry took it off and gave Errol some water. And the other owl has a letter from Hogwarts. Harry is mostly excited about the birthday card from Ron. 
It's a letter and a newspaper clipping telling him all about how Mr. Weasley won the Daily Prophet Grand Prize Galleon Draw and spent it on an awesome trip to Egypt to visit their oldest son, Bill. My thoughts about this are just now so jaded. (laughs) Harry happily looked at his actual, his family. This is who I say is Harry's family. The Weasleys are Harry's actual family. Yep. All smiling and waving through the picture at him. You have a piece. uh, (laughs) I have another star. I would love to see a star. Um, This star is mostly for like how little information uh, (laughs) like a news source has to give that can lead to attempted murder. (laughs) Okay. Because I mean, the whole point of this book and like the I mean before the like plot twist is that Sirius like found out where Harry is and will come to kill him whatever Uh which obviously isn't what happens but Sirius gets every piece of information that he needs to find Peter Pettigrew from these three sentences (laughs) and it's just like you got to be careful what you're posting about people because you can make people so easily findable oh my gosh I think about that so often I didn't ever think about it before I had the we were had the podcast and then even when we first had the podcast I was like "Eh," just kind of lazy about it and now I'm like Never will I put a location and I'm trying to be careful about wh- where we, where I say we are or, cause I'm like, I don't want some weirdo finding me. Right. Because I mean, at this point, Sirius has no idea, but then he, he's looking at, which <laughs> hello spoilers, but you guys already know that yes. he's looking at this and like all the information is right here. Harry is looking at this picture and he sees nine people. And in the clip, it says that Mr. Weasley was visiting with his family to visit his eldest son, Bill. And so already that's out of these nine people, three down. And then it says that five of his children attend Hogwarts. So you can assume that it's either the youngest or the second oldest who's no longer at school, Mm. which like you just gave away the like literal nine month location of four of your kids. That's so scary. And you're so right about it. Like I know it's like obvious, like most families are going to be attending Hogwarts but it's just like it made me so scared I was like (laughs) you can like literally pinpoint locations from like just like generalized statements that you wouldn't even think that like I need to conceal this information Mm -hmm. no I've seen it I've seen like news articles that say please don't on the first day of school don't put a picture of your kid in front of their school on Instagram yeah and I'm like oh I do every year but mine is private and there it's why mine is private yeah so that's just like (sighs) like my PSA to like (laughs) tell the news that you have like three more kids than you do or something to throw them (laughs) off I don't know all 17 of my kids are homeschooled (laughs) yes so (laughs) so Ron's letter is really cute first he apologizes for the phone call And then he lets Harry know that they're going to buy Ron a new wand. And I say that Ron has a new wand. It's just somewhere in Filch's office. (laughs) He won that wand from Lockhart. But whatever. That's a whole different story. Yeah, At least they bought Ron the wand. I'm so glad that they bought him a wand. Because that was a huge point of contention for the entire last book that Emily and I read. Honestly. So now Ron has a new wand, which is very exciting. Ron tells him they'll be home to, and to meet them in London 
a week before school starts to go shopping for school with them. The package he sent is a very cool magical item called a sneakoscope. Will you read at least some of the letter oh, yeah. from Ron? Yeah. So this is like a separate from his letter. This is a note that he's yeah. written about his gift. And he goes, Harry, this is a pocket sneakoscope. If there's someone untrustworthy around, it's supposed to light up and spin. Bill says it's rubbish, sold for <laughs> wizard tourists, and isn't reliable because it kept lighting up at dinner last night. But he didn't realize Fred and George had put beetles in his soup. <laughs> bye, Rod. Bye. I love the bye at the end so much. But also, I love everything about that. I just think it's so cute that he's like, here's this thing. This is what it does. It's obviously working. And he thinks it's working because... Fred and George are mischievous, which it might be, but man, that's fun. I love that little paragraph. Keep that in your, you know, put it, pin it right now onto your board. Yeah, my favorite part is that it's the pocket-sized version yeah. and not the like actual thing. It's a pocket. I got you the pocket sneakoscope because he's Ron. Yes. He's like, uh, how I only have fifteen galleons or whatever from my <laughs> nuts. I only have five nuts. Yeah. Hmm. So let's see. Now he opens Hedwig's present. It's a very, very sweet letter from Hermione. She's in France, but Hedwig flew all the way there to pick up her package for Harry. And then, um, was there anything you wanted to say about her letter? I'm um, not about the letter, but couldn't Hedwig have also gone and picked up <laughs> Ron's present too? Yeah, the Weasleys were like send Errol. <laughs> and then he opens the package from her, and it is such a cool gift. It's a broomstick servicing kit. She's the best. She just like went out of her way to order this thing and have it sent to him, and it's like super cool. It's so meaningful to him. The funniest part of this is that Harry. <laughs> like doubts Hermione's gift giving ability <laughs> a million percent before he unwraps it because it's like this big like, square <laughs> shape he's like god damn it Hermione got me a dumb book <laughs> such a hairy thing because she's obviously so thoughtful uh -huh. and sweet his last package the one from Hogwarts is from Mama Hagrid he rips it open and it snaps <laughs> So now let me get this clear to everybody if you're wondering. Hagrid is an angel and he would never put Harry in danger on purpose. But also the man loves monsters. He did send Harry <laughs> to his almost death. Yes, he almost got the boys killed literally two months ago by an elephant sized spider. So this package could be anything. And so Harry's obvious, he's like rightfully a little bit worried. He opens the gift and it's a book that immediately attacks him. And he, in the middle of the night, has to chase this like running book around the bedroom, jumping onto it to finally get it. And he like grabs a belt. He like wraps a belt around it to get it to stop snapping and running around the room. And he's like, what the fuck, Hagrid? Why did you send me this monster book? Yeah. I love that Harry's only verbal responses to this is it like tumbles onto the floor and starts walking. He just goes, uh-oh. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Meanwhile, so, the birds are like, oh, what's that? The birds are just watching. So... 
he opens the card from Hagrid. And Hagrid's like, this book will be useful for next year. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He doesn't explain why. Then Harry opens his card from Hogwarts, and it's a letter from McGonagall explaining that third years this year get to go to the village of Hogsmeade, but they need a parent or guardian to sign the permission form. This is something I will scream about this entire book, just I wanted everybody to know. He knows how exciting this is, but he can't imagine the Dursleys ever signing that form. So by now it's two o'clock in the morning, so he will worry about that form tomorrow. And for the first birthday ever, he has birthday cards and he sets them up in his room and it's a really beautiful moment and he is glad it's his birthday. Oh, Harry. Aww. It's so cute. Yeah, he like this line. He goes, he put Hagrid's card up <laughs> next to Ron's and Hermione's, grinning more broadly than ever. <sighs> and also, my fave and most relatable thing <laughs> for Harry is he has created himself a chart that count down <laughs> that counts down the days to go back to Hogwarts. And so before he goes to bed, he goes and crosses the day <laughs> off. <laughs> that is very Emily. Been making charts since 1997. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that's very sweet. End of chapter. Love it. That's your exposition into this book. That's your, this is who Harry is and this is who all his buddies are. Yeah, we got the recap, which happens every book from here on out, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sure it does too. It has to, but we'll just, we'll just do it. Yeah, so we have the Harry Potter recap done. <laughs> The thing I like most about this book is it's different than the other two. Yeah, it's finally, that's one thing that I think people love the, this book so much immediately for is that it's like, it's not just the same story as we have had for two books now. Yeah, it's such a like breath of fresh air. We finally get some like new characters that like really are impactful and hang around for a long time instead of just being like temporary enemies or whatever you know the big bad of the week exactly well thank you for listening uh welcome back to remember harry potter and right now emily and i are going to go record our patreon only patronusode yeah. video for those of you also who are unfamiliar with patreon it is like buying a like membership slash online subscription service to content creators. And so it's a space where we share videos and photos and extra recordings and all sorts of fun and weird things. We also do like Zooms where we hang out with you guys or watch movies and we're reading other books in there. Like lots of Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. And so you benefit a lot by joining our Patreon because you get all the extra content that we make and provide to you. Uh, and also we benefit because it it allows us to continue to make this podcast by not having to work full time at other jobs. And we just get a little bit of money to support us to make this it makes it possible. And I'm so grateful. It's it's ridiculous. Every month I'm like, I can't believe it. They love us. Yeah, it really is. It's wonderful. So thank you for those of you who have joined already. And thank you to those of you who are going right now to sign up. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have been enjoying Remember Harry Potter or Remember Twilight, or if you're listening in the future and we've 
come up with some other book series to talk <laughs> about now. Wow. Uh, we have tiers as low as $2 a month. So if you're able to, we greatly appreciate the support. Sure do. Um, we will see you guys next time on Remember Harry Potter. And let's create something magical together. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Harry Potter Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. 